not cool. Never mind that the body can't, you know, say yes or no. But I mean, like... yeah, the whole thing of consent, and that was gonna be my my point about uh, when you're using these bodies for like ballistics tests or yeah. they've given kind of... consent yeah. in that, their will. That was this what my dad Victorian. wanted, and that's what we did was we donated mm-hmm. him to science. So it, that was in his will. It was a full consent. So if they yes. threw his body into, you know, oh, let's see what happens if somebody's, you know, holding onto a hand grenade when it goes off. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they did with my dad. And, but if and it that's... helps to save lives, I mean, hey, they're heroes. Yeah. You know? It, so that, honestly, we could probably do a whole episode on that because that was kind of the, the biggest part that I got from this this book was about how using the bodies and how can you say it's fine because I know like from what was it the you know the cadaver robbing grave robbing days that kind of well, stuff well that was just because people were buried with their valuables but but also like because some of the schools well, when they were studying about yeah. surgery and all that you know they, they Which, didn't have that's more recent than mm-hmm. you think that's late 1700s early 1800s yeah. so that's almost where like respecting the dead like that's where I got really it's like hung some up people. On. Some people are more hung up on than others. You know, obviously the people who are robbing raves aren't. Yeah. You know, hung up on it. Well, so that's kind of the uh, <laughs> they've, interesting. They've thing. entered that sociopathy. It's like whatever mm. it takes to do what I got to do. Mm. Well, so like they were making. You know, they were getting paid for the bodies, but like the bodies were being used to experiment on. Like I kind of see that, but then you look at maybe like say the I don't know World War Two when they were sitting there. You know, using them like. To see how awful the effects would be, you know, napalm mm-hmm. or whatever, that kind of stuff is almost like what are you? It's almost like what are you using it for? To build better weapons? I don't know. If that's necessarily like yeah. Let's keep doing that. Let's see if we could invent a bullet that'll like you know, like make a little pinprick and then obliterate the body based off you know firing off all the blood cells or something like that. But it's other one is like what are the effects of anesthesia or something like that where it's it's beneficial. That's yeah. Who makes that decision? You know, that would be gets the point. North Korea would obviously be like, well, let's try to find a better, you know, weapon. So let's just keep using body fat. But They'd use live bodies, though. They wouldn't use cadavers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of where, like, They'd whoa. just go to the slums, pick up some poor people. It's like, go stand over there. So, <laughs> so obviously, if people can use human bodies, like, I don't know, your cartel members or something, they're not going to be too hung up on cadavers, you know right. what I mean? No. So that's where it gets like, what are they being dictators? Used for? They, 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 they it's, don't, it's, they don't yeah, care. it's all about you know the person and how many hacks of my machete can this guy take? One, two. Well, I mean, next I mean, the middle of a tootsie pop. Yeah, uh, Christopher Columbus did stuff like that to the natives, and it's like, hey, let's test you know how sharp our swords are, and start like you know slicing flesh off people and stuff like that. Yeah, like, cannibalism gets gets yeah. you. Know. <laughs> Nope. That subject's a little tender. Hi-oh. <laughs> Damn it, I hit the wrong there you go. What did I hit? <laughs> thought I hit it. it the, the numbers move, so I thought I hit the t- What is uh, Eddie? What a tender subject. <laughs> Rather tender subject. Another slice, slice anyone. anyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but it, so that, yeah, it's kind of the whole respect of the day. It's almost like what what is being used for. That kind of mm-hmm. becomes, you know... Yeah. yeah whether or not it's start, beneficial or not. Yeah, because you can start justifying it. Like, well, I wanted to see how... How hard I could run over somebody until they actually die. Like, well, I mean, I well, think I, mean, they, I think they, they used to use cadavers for car crash. Yeah, car I mean, they have the yeah, crash test dummies, dummies yeah. but they're Before only that. so. Well, even after they made crash test yeah, dummies, they, they realized the they don't they don't react the same way a human body would. So they started. They went back to using cadavers. Mm. See, and that all right, and that <laughs> specific they do that one. Busters a few times. They didn't use cadavers ever in Mythbusters, except for pigs. <laughs> they used okay. the, the... They had Buster. Buster, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Good Lord, that Buster could take some, some abuse. They had to rebuild him somewhere. I know, yeah. yeah, yeah I remember watching him missing yeah. a foot and missing an arm. Oh, man, that's funny. Poor Buster. One thing he might not have had is a heart 
that's my segue to number seven. The heart cut from the chest can keep beating on its own for as long as a minute or two. This Rochez reflects centuries of confusion over how exactly to define death. Have modern scientific experiments and endeavors helped us to pinpoint the precise moment where life ceases to exist and all that's left is a corpse? Explain. Yeah, because, you know, people are like, okay, it's when the heart dies, yeah. it's when the body shuts down. Brain Some dies. people are, it's like once the brain dies, that's why oh, yeah, a lot of guilty. people... Yeah, yeah. The they talked about that a lot. Yeah. Well, like when people are on life support, they're completely brain dead and they yeah. know they're never going to come back. It's like, is it okay to keep them alive? Yeah. Or are they already gone? And you that's what scared my dad so much that why he wanted a, a, mm -hmm. a do, do not, not resuscitate. resuscitate. Yeah. Because his girlfriend, she was brain dead and they kept her around for, God, almost a month. Hoping that she'd come back or that. Yeah. It, um, or they just didn't want to say goodbye. Yeah. Her family would not give the okay. Yeah. Because to pull for whatever in. reason, yeah, for whatever reason, they wouldn't get. They Even though they're told, like, look, the brain's dead, there's no chance, but it's like, they, they, you know I mean, because there's always that fluke. There's always, you know, science, everything's a science. Like, there's no 100%. They can't say with certainty, like, absolutely never, ever, ever, she'll come back. Well, I mean, it was a lot but of people to come back because she had had a heart attack, hit three parked while driving. Yeah. And she hit a couple of cars and caused her car to roll over. Oh, wow, yeah. And so she hit her head really hard. She hit her head. I don't think she was wearing a seatbelt or not. Probably not. And so heart attack, car crash, and it took time for the ambulance to get there. By the time they got, she was already, she was pronounced dead on the scene. Mm -hmm. And then they were able to res partially resuscitate her. Body, her body, yeah. Uh, her body. But by then, it was already brain, she was already brain dead. Yeah. But because they had resuscitated her heart and got her on a respirator, causing yeah. her to breathe, she was still technically alive. But everything that was Joyce was dead. The brain mm -hmm. had stopped functioning mm -hmm. already. Yeah. So for her to be able to come back at all, it was like winning in the lottery. Yeah, that's something my mom said last week when she told me that her uncle had died. Said She said that he could have been gone a couple days now because and Shirley said that, uh, you know, he wasn't there the past couple times she saw him, you know, and, until she couldn't see him anymore because she got COVID. And, like, she tried and talked to him and he just was, he, he wasn't there, so... It's like he could have already been gone, but the the body was, was being kept alive for some doing the somehow. routine. Yeah. yeah, the body still the body had to shut down and die. I mean, I'm still freaked out. How at night? How does my body know to breathe? You know, so like the body <laughs> still on those unconscious things. Yeah. Well, you you had those uh, CPAP machines, so yours probably doesn't. <laughs> no, I uh, yeah, I stopped using those because it's useless. But yeah, see, it keeps you breathing, I guess. But that's kind of an interesting idea of uh, like what you know. Because it can change, but it's almost like the the evidence isn't there, you know. So it's yeah. like it's also you know down to belief systems. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, well, I mean, back when the the guillotine was seen as a humane <laughs> way of killing people. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we laugh at that now, but that yeah. was the new science yeah, at the I time. Mean, if yeah, they thought that severing the head was instant death, but, but it took two or three chops to get the head completely off. Depending on how sharp the blade was, yeah. yeah. If the blade was dulled down, it could take yeah. a good while. But then there was uh, people that would you, they would grab the head, and there was this one case uh, where somebody like yelled this guy's name. And his eyes opened, yeah. His eyes opened and would look around. I think until like the for, blood drained out, yeah. it was still technically alive for like a minute or less. Yeah, because they talk yeah. about yeah. it in yeah, the book it's, quite it's, a bit. 
mentioned in that book yet because the guy was there to do that research does the head stay alive after it's severed from the body so as soon as it fell into the basket he picked it up and yelled the guy's name and the eyes opened yeah Yeah. and his mouth started to move but because he had no vocal cords he couldn't speak so yeah but all of that to me is always just like that was just sort of the the reflexes that was just Mm -hmm. the body it could have been yeah yeah so i mean unless you put a microphone to and say like what is your name or you're trying to converse with it it's well you can't talk with the vocal cords yeah 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 Yeah, but um I mean, back in the days when they used guillotines often, I mean, granted, yeah. they were using guillotines up until the 1970s in France, but... Yeah. Um, Crazy Frenchies. The, that yeah, that was science back was then. That, that, was, you know, that, that's that was the best the, they knew. They didn't know about nerves or, you know, but see, reflexes so like, and things like that. With, with, that was more humane. And it was more humane and, than hanging and cheaper than shooting. See, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to say. So between <clears throat> hanging and guillotine, like guillotine seemed like the way to go, you know, because every time I see the hangings, it's just like, that just seemed like torture. Like it's just kind of. Well, that's why when they switched to, from the short drop to the long drop, they realized oh, right. the long drop was more humane because it was an instant death <laughs> because your neck snapped. Well, that's the thing. So many people, a lot of times like, it wouldn't snap. You know, so they're sitting there dangling. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. If the rope was too short, it wouldn't. Yeah. You're you'd, just you'd there slowly, until you pass out. Yeah. You'd yeah. Slowly you're just going to strangle it, it could take days. Yeah. <laughs> Slice it up, man. The guillotine to me always made. Like one or the other, I was like, without thinking, guillotine seems the way to go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the long drop was definitely the more humane of the two. But, you know, nine times out of ten. It would work, I guess. <laughs> Imagine a, a tall guy and they give him a nice long rope. We were watching this documentary about this castle in Britain that was basically the the courtroom in the prison. Tower of London? Or? No, it wasn't oh. the Tower of London. I think it was uh, Lancaster. Oh. But, um, yeah, they, they tried him there. They held him there in the prison and they executed him there. And they went from, you know, going to the gallows and having the short drop to yeah. taking him to like a three-story uh, the third story of the castle, they had a door that just led out into the courtyard and they'd stick a long rope on your neck and push you out the door, you know. Yeah. Go for a walk out. Yeah. There. Take a flight. Yeah. Take a <laughs> but it was like three stories high, so obviously it's going to snap your neck. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're that guy, what was it, from the that Adam Sandler movie about oh uh hateful, hateful eight, eight or something, or something like that the guy like that's strangled so much or by by his mom as a kid that you can't strangle him <laughs> they tried to hate him and he was just like i ain't dead don't be silly he's like look i call this one the fish and he starts flopping around like a fish he just playing <laughs> starts around. swinging around like he's on a tire swing and they're using him as a distraction so that everyone's watching him be playing a spectacle around, yeah. while they go around to the shops and rob, rob everybody <laughs> everyone Kidnap a few showgirls. <laughs> it's like, nope, put the whore back. It's like, but I could carry her. Put her back. Oh. <laughs> but I could carry her. You're no fun. Yeah. All right. Number eight. Roach says, on a national level, most people are comfortable with the concept of brain death and organ donation. But on an emotional level, they may have a harder time accepting it. Some organ recipients even worry that they will take on certain characteristics of their donors. What mm-hmm. might this say about how we link the physical human body to the human soul? Is that episode of The Simpsons where Homer yeah. gets the, the That's hair? That's immediately what I thought, yeah. Which I, I mean, I, from my point of view, I don't think there's any... If you get a heart from somebody, why would you all of a sudden become a raging asshole like that guy was? It, just, it doesn't make sense. It's rare, but there's a it few does, cases yeah. where... Well, I would think it's more because of how like, the change affects the, the recipient. It's not so much like it takes on characteristics. Because then it starts going... Okay. Well, I mean, characteristics, maybe not, but like physical ailments, maybe. 
Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. Like, if a guy, you know, was predisposed for a heart murmur, then yeah, obviously. But you're not going to take on another person's personality so much. Yeah, all but of a sudden, like you maybe get a, his addictions or something like that. Yeah, you get the kidneys of a, a Frenchman. All of a sudden, you're over. Bonjour. <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't think that. Posing with cigarette in your hand, wearing a beret. These stupid Americans. Stupid Americans. <laughs> I spit at you. <laughs> It'd be real hard for, you know, being in the military and you're sitting there no, on the walk around. give me some cheese. <laughs> give me some cheese, yeah. You call this cheese? I don't know. <laughs> but the whole... Con- Start smoking heavily and going on strike for... <laughs> but, okay, so that's... What about this aspect, though? What do you guys' takes on donating, I guess, the organ, like, for science, for, like... For science and for helping keep somebody alive, I do have a donor sticker on my license. Same here. Yeah. See, but my thing is like, how? Who determines that? You know what I mean? When you're in there, like, eh, this uh-huh. guy's good enough. He's going like, no, no, I just, I'm just sleeping, man. Relax. <laughs> well, obviously, you have to be pronounced dead before they can take your organs, unless you consent to it. <laughs> but man, the way Live hospitals are, yeah, that's yeah. a different subject, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what gets the mix. <laughs> so uh, what was that? History of the world, part one. Or no, it was uh, Monty Python, The Meaning of Life. Uh, so, can we have your liver then? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I'm still using it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still one. goes into this really song, you know, about uh, the meaning of, you know, it's all pointless anyway. <laughs> hmm. But I always thought that was kind of weird because it's, it's one of those things like, okay, it's for a good cause of donating, but the science, it's almost like I'd be more in tune for that because, like, also, test it out. You know what? And, um... You could also see that as a form of uh, immortality. It's like your yeah. body is gone, but there's still part of you that's alive somewhere else. At least yeah. for a while, you know. Yeah. What I mean? yeah. But then again, once you're, if there's a afterlife, like would you want to come around and hang around? Like follow the guy that has your heart. What if that the ghost it's stuck to the people that have their their organs? That'd be kind of bogus. I don't uh, think so. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after especially after talking to Beth's mom about that, it's like, ah, I think mm. ghosts go where they want. Where they want yeah. Yeah. I They're mean, usually attached to either the place, place they've been laid to rest or the place where they died. Uh, or sometimes the, sometimes the, uh, the hearse. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, or the hearse. the hearse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because... Her, her, you should listen to that episode that he did with my mom, but... Uh, she, she had once... There was a spirit yeah. that her, it turned out her neighbor, when she drove was living in Visalia, yeah. uh, her neighbor drove the hearse and a spirit followed him and they made its way to her house and broke her favorite picture. Oh, shit. Yeah. So they hitched a ride. Like, it knows where it was going. a hitchhiking ghost. <laughs> it was a hitchhiking <laughs> ghost. That's awesome. So like, that's, <laughs> yeah, Disney, that is a thing. <laughs> that really is a thing. I like that. <laughs> Uh, there was another time that uh, another one followed Viv home. They were doing an investigation, and it followed her home. Viv was in the shower. Well, she, she it followed her home to prove a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like because my mom's like, "This is my home. You you're not allowed in my home." She's like, "Wow, well, is this different from you coming to my home?" Touche. Well, okay. <laughs> Damn it, I, I get it. I'm Thank still alive, you. you jerk ass. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, man. But that that ghost that followed her home had been experienced by many other people like it was on you found it on the internet oh so it's a which one was that the one around that mausoleum oh the angry matriarch yeah yes in visalia you said there's a yes there's a mausoleum in visalia it's an old graveyard Mm -hmm. that apparently every friday the gate will open on its own and that if you happen to encounter the the matriarch she's angry (laughs) oh like if you're not a family member she just wants you out of there. She's very protective of her family. She's a mother hen, and 
my mom was there doing some investigations with her friend and she's like oh hell no uh-huh. <laughs> you don't need to be hell here no. you're not a real you're not part of the family you don't need to be I'm here being get disrespective get out of here yeah are over so yeah she followed her home <laughs> Number nine, this is a cool one. Check this out. In chapter 10, Roach takes us on a grand tour of cannibalism across cultures. She's compelled by the idea that economics accounts for why people throughout history have never dined regularly on each other. Humans, she says, turn out to be lousy livestock because you have to give them more food to feed them than you'd gain in the end by eating them. How do you react to this idea? Why are you thinking of eating people? It, it varies. I mean, that obviously there's different me circumstances. Me people, I do not want to eat people. I it's like eating people <sighs> for the sake of eating people is one thing. Eating people to, you know, draw straws and stay alive because you're in a desolate area. Da- going full Donner Party. <laughs> yeah, do, do the Donner Party uh, but thing. But also, um, the existence of prion disease is proof that nature doesn't want us to eat each other. Explain. Prion's disease is actually a category of disease. It is, is that like mad cow disease? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Kind of like mad cow. That if somebody had, it's a type of disease that it's like, if you have that yeah. and then I, you know, even if I cook you, it's still there and mm. I eat you and then now I have the disease too. So it's not like trichinosis where it could be killed at high temperatures. Yeah. No, it's it? A, it can survive being cooked. Hmm. Well, how, like, um, you know, how, what's the percentage of people that have it? Uh, well, it's not, an, that's not a knit. That's a category of oh, okay. it. There's different, con- there's different ones. Mm. Well, I mean, I haven't heard complaints from cannibals, so I think it's, it's, it's okay. I, I mean, risk- how many have you talked to you? Who knows? They could have I'm not lived very channels. long lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a famous, uh, Japanese guy that like, I don't know if it was in Japan or in the States, but that he invited somebody and like the guy agreed to let him eat him or something and he now he's famous like he, he went to jail in, in japan but now he's like a celebrity i gotta look that up because mm. he's known as the guy that ate somebody and it's kind of like okay man that's i would be more co- impressed the fact that he convinced somebody to let him eat them well, there's a lot of people you know there's <laughs> I mean, a lot you of talk about the salesman of the freaking century <laughs> yeah, yeah forget the refrigerators and the eskimos i mean <laughs> right yeah you, whale to it's the like every used car salesman that's your king now yeah <laughs> You convinced the guy to let him eat you? Holy shit. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer, level up. <laughs> well, I mean, react to the idea. I guess it depends on, are you okay that people eat? Again, it's like, do they know they're going to be eaten? Or like, are they saying like, hey, go ahead. You know, I don't want the family to die. Go ahead and eat me. Cause, yeah. Um, yeah, and also a lot of other cultures, that's actually held as a ceremony. Eating people? Eating people, yeah. The tribals uh, and stuff like that. Going way back, you know. Bronze Age and before maybe it depends on what part of the world you're looking at that eating parts of your enemy gave you powers. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right, um, right. Yeah, I think that was actually seen in like uh, ancient Mayan or Aztec. Yeah, I was gonna cultures. say Aztec or something. They did the whole yeah, eating the eating heart of the, the heart. heart. Yeah. Yeah. Eating the heart of your enemy gave you strength. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's true. I, <laughs> I never tried it. I wonder if they. <laughs> I get. I mean, that is cannibalism. But would they see that as sort of like, well, I'm not eating the human. Like, I'm just eating the heart. Like, well, that I think they thought that, that, that your life came dead. from the heart. Well, okay, yeah. That yeah. So that kind of goes to the other question about like uh, the, the human soul. Thing. You know? Yeah. Where does the soul reside? Is it in the heart or is it in the head? Or yeah, yeah. either one. Yeah. Or if in either of those, yeah. It's in the wing. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of Homer when he's like that. Sorry, I just thought the of that. The human Wayne is a beautiful face. 
<laughs> well, actually, we were talking about you know, where the soul lives. I started that scene from Wayne's World, you know, Ed O'Neill. <laughs> Native Americans thought if you stabbed a man, you would see steam rising from the wound, that they believed that that was the soul, soul escaping. escaping. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yeah, he just had all kinds of deep things to say for a guy that worked at a donut shop. <laughs> Hey, you work in a donut shop, you got time to kill, man. He was there 24-7. So, uh, yeah. 24-hour yeah, donut shops. I'm sure he thought about cannibalism a lot. <laughs> After no, I, like, no more donuts. <laughs> that was Ed O'Neill? Or I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just a bit part, but yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I like the, those little sneak sneaks in. He plays a good crazy. <laughs> he's always crazy. I'm trying to think. I, I've never seen him, even in that Modern Family show. He's quite a, quite a nut. You know, it, it, it's not so much just crazy. It's the guy who's been driven to it oh, by yeah. society. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the best example, you know, of course, is uh, Hal Bundy. You know, working. He's just going to work at a shoe store. Yeah, look, just yeah. gone. His glory days were the, the the four touchdowns and the single yeah whatever. You know, See, it, the only it, role. That's the, it's the Michael Douglas falling down gone yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. The only role I saw Ed O'Neill in were. He was still kind of the bad guy, but he wasn't, you know, the crazy, Unhinged fed up, fed up with life type guy. Was Little Giants? See, I was thinking that too, but no, he was kind of that because his whole world was like to, you know, beat his brother. Like football was his life. It's yeah. Like, well, I mean, well, he, villainous, he was but still a jerk. Yeah, oh, no, he's, he's still, still a asshole. jerk, but he wasn't, you know, like you know, life stinks. You know, he's, yeah, he, he was just trying to coach this little league team, but he wanted to be the best. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I'm gonna, you know. Bring my niece to tears because she's not she's a girl and she doesn't belong on my team, you know. He was more narcissistic than mm-hmm. he was villainous. Yeah, he, he was more of a confident asshole instead mm. of just your yeah. rundown asshole. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I still saw him the same, like I got He always kind of seems the same sort of uh person, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You watch him in a movie, Ed O'Neill's being Ed O'Neill. It's funny because uh in Finding Dory he plays yeah, the voice was of like Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He, in Finding yeah, Dory, he played you know, Hank the octopus or septopus because he's missing a tentacle. <laughs> oh, and at the end of the of Finding Dory, he's like the substitute teacher for Mr. Ray. And we think that's kind of like an homage to like his life because he actually was a substitute teacher for a while before he got into acting. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like I wouldn't see him as any type of teacher really other than maybe a sports coach. But Which that could can- be his... That must have been ages ago, because he's, I mean, he's yeah. not necessarily a young gun, but I mean, his, he's been in movies. Or I think TV. he got into the movies like in his, I don't know, late 30s or something. Like, or yeah, early so 30s he's still or something pretty like. young, though, but so, yeah. so he did a substitute for a while. Yeah. Man, man, man. All right, moving on. And that's the, that's the end that's of that chapter. That's the end of that chapter. In chapter 11, though, <laughs> Roach journeys to an island in Sweden where a 47-year-old biologist entrepreneur has made a business of producing compost from cadavers. This business has major corporate backing and an international patent and mortuary professionals in many countries, including the U.S., are interested in representing the new technology. Do you think that the human compost movement could gain traction where you live? That's kind of a weird I don't think so because it would smell too bad. There's a reason why he's off on an island. Yeah, that's like <laughs> Sweden. Yeah. The Swedes are Not much only more that, polite. But uh, American squeamishness. Yeah, yeah. Stop I, in the name of American squeamishness. I just don't think it's very sustainable. I don't think there'd be enough people dying to, you know. Yeah. I mean? That's kind of my, my take on it. That's why people use trash to make compost piles because it's in abundance. Yeah. Yeah. You can take yeah. every landfill we have and still <laughs> we got plenty, plenty more for you. Mm-hmm. Well, for sure, I don't think it's going to gain traction, you know, 
Not, I don't think anywhere in this I mean, country, not, but maybe in other parts of the world, I could see them like taking somebody, shove them through, a, you know, well, grandpa's dead, shove them through a meat grinder and use that for fertilizing. I could see that happening in other countries. Especially ones that are heavy in agriculture and growing their own crops and stuff like that. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of places that use human waste for fertilizer. They call it night soil. But see, mm. but that's kind of more sustainable, more like... Well, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it happens Everybody every poops. Yeah. 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 But I'm saying like... You could create a bigger, uh, better compost that way than trying to use cadavers. I just think like yeah, it's almost like it's a one shot thing. Yeah, it's not necessarily making like creating a, um, a problem to fix, but it's like definitely. It's like that would have been useful, like in a time where there was like mass, dis- like during the plague where yeah, everyone yeah, was there dying. There were like yeah. lots and lots of corpses. Well, the problem with plague corpses is they're, they're diseased. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's compost. Well, I guess I could get into your crops Again, or whatever. Prion diseases, man. Yeah. Man, get I'm, into the soil. We're gonna have to do. I never heard of that before. We're gonna have to do. Uh, I, I picked it up from X Files. <laughs> oh man. So there, uh, you should put an asterisk next to yeah, that because. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I'd heard it somewhere else, and then I forgot. It's like when I yeah. so when I heard them say, it, I was like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you make the little connection, yeah. Mm. See, like, so we got to either watch that, and if we kind of lose traction, we just shift to uh, Simpsons do when they did that X-Files episode. <laughs> I bring you love. Yeah. It's bringing love. Don't let it get Kill away. It. Break its legs. Break its legs. Oh. What kind of love? Like the platonic love between two people, between two friends, or what? Yeah, yeah you got to specify aliens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now right. that I'm back to my senses, I don't bring you love. I bring you fear and hatred and time for a booster. <laughs> yeah, what, did, what did he sing when they boosted him? Good morning, star shine. <laughs> the earth says hello. <laughs> I was trying to remember the song. But yeah, that's kind of a weird question. I mean, they're just trying to pat it out. But yeah, I don't see a movement or even... Mm-mm. I don't even see that. I mean, it's been a couple of years. Maybe look that up if that's still going on. Because it's almost like... It's hard enough to get people to organ donate. I can't see like, yeah, go use me for compost. See if I give a shit, you know. It's much more likely that people would donate for science and that fun stuff than, yeah, go ahead, yeah, grind it up. It, it would, well, I think it'd be more like, you know, let's see if it can work. But to do it on a global industrial scale, yeah, yeah. There's, there's just not enough bodies. You could do <laughs> one in each country and it's still, I don't see that happening. It just, yeah. it, on a fun note, though. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I asked one of my teachers uh, this a long time ago, and it kind of made them stop and go, huh, yeah. Because uh, we were talking about the origin of fossil fuels. Right, right. Okay. Fossil fuels, they're called that because it is bi- degrade, degraded biomatter from the prehistoric, you know, from dinosaurs. Right. It's de- decomposed dinosaurs that have been squeezed down. It's like the Bible by- says, that's where they got the oil from, yep. Uh, <laughs> sure. How did they keep the bush burning? The oil. All right, continue. All right, but <laughs> I was like, so wait a minute. So crude oil, we dig that up from the ground, was dinosaurs. Right. That are, you know, a clump of dinosaurs that died. Right. So it's like, so what about graveyards today? Does that mean like, you know, in a couple million years from now, that's going to become crude oil? And my teacher just kind of thought, well, yeah, okay, <laughs> so. good point. Yeah. Uh, good chance of it. <laughs> good chance of it, yeah. Uh, I guess mean, what, I'll let you fossil, know. <laughs> it'll yeah. either fossil, we'll, we'll find out, it'll yeah. either fossilize or liquefy, depending on how the geo, geographic conditions. Yeah, I was going to say, depending Who on the Who knows if, like, if the embalming process could inhibit that or, you uh, know, Might inhibit it, up? might speed mm-hmm. it up, yeah. Yeah, that's right. The, well, damn, that is a good question. I don't know if it'll be as sort of, Again, sustainable. Like, 
Well, I mean, not sustainable, but just to kind of, kind of like, yeah, it's gonna just happen, think yeah. about it someday, you know, you're going to be buried in a graveyard, and then yeah. a few million years later, you're gasoline. I can see that. <laughs> they did that in an episode of Futurama. Probably. Really? Totally With see. Robotica. Robotica. Yeah, they they're ran out of crude oil, and the uh, two whores that Bender paid to mud <laughs> wrestle would only wrestle if they had crude oil. Oh, and um, they're like, well, there's no more crude oil. It's yeah. been completely harvested. Up, yeah. And so, like, Bender tries to go somewhere where they're, or, like, dig deeper into the earth where there might be crude oil. And the whole crew ends up dying. And he passes out for, like, a million years or something like that. And he comes to, and they had been turned into crude oil. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and he goes back in those two horse are still wrestling it's like they should have stopped wrestling years ago <laughs> it's a miracle it's robotica that was the that was like the the, the robonica robonica yeah. Yeah, that was like the the, the 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 sort of point the peak of the that's like they're still wrestling like it's awesome like this that's how he cares about his life like well that. bender is like the ultimate narcissist mm-hmm He's one of those you can't hate he's him. He's a but sociopath and a narcissist. He, you can't really mm-hmm. love the guy either. Like you, I don't know, but I personally wouldn't want to be him. But I could totally have him. Like, can he be a sociopath if he's a robot? It all depends uh, on how he's programmed. Yeah, how he's yeah. programmed. Yeah, it yeah. all depends. Kill on Kill all humans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, you're looking pretty fly. You want to kill, kill all humans? humans. <laughs> <laughs> it's like as he snores, that's what he's saying. Kill oh, all shit. humans. And the fry's like next to him, like okay. Yeah, he's dreaming. <laughs> I hope he's dreaming. Okay, final question. Number. That's kind of where they made it 11 questions. I like that. So this is what Turn bothers me about the development of AI. I've seen this movie. I know how it goes. Stop trying to build robots, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, ever since, you know, we got Siri. We got the, we tell our phones everything. Hey, Siri, remember my pin. Okay, I will. Fuck that noise. Okay, if anyone, you know, side note here, side rant. Yeah. If anyone thinks their Alexa isn't listening to them and... All, you know all their conversations Our we point. had to tell alexa to shut up several times during christmas because we were having a conversation she started giving us definitions of words we were talking about yep. we didn't say alexa yeah. define or whatever we didn't say alexa at all listen in yeah. she just started you know spouting off for like alexa shut up maybe <laughs> yeah she- it's like you know just at random it's like we never asked hey alexa what's triskaidekaphobia no 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 we were just sitting there talking it's like and then all, yeah, is the fear these, of the number 13 yeah exactly <laughs> He just wanted to join in the conversation. You know, it felt left out. If it's got a microphone, it's listening. Well, yeah, it it has to listen to hear you say its name. So, Mm -hmm. but like we didn't say her name at all. It's always, it's always recording. It's always recording. I kind of scared uh, one of my coworkers with that one time. I was like, you know, your, your phones are always listening. And, uh, and it's like, who, who do you think knows more about, you know, if you want to be afraid of something, yeah. the government can do a lot of things to you, but who actually knows more about you? The IRS or Google? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Google. It's like, Google knows things about you your mom doesn't even know. So yeah. start typing. Your mom doesn't know your browser history. <laughs> you start typing yeah. two or three yeah, letters. Tony. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was looking up for pogo sticks. Pogo sticks. You better hit that G fast, boy. <laughs> Pogs, there you go. Pog, he's, Alf, he's back in, in pog, pog form. <laughs> <laughs> I do want one of the giant pogs. All right, number eleven. Yeah, Roach concludes. Just to hang it up there. Yeah, why not? Not an Alf one. I don't care about Alf. Ah, I want one of Cadaver. I don't know. Roach concludes <laughs> that it makes little sense to try to control what happens to your remains when you are no longer around to reap the ben- joys or benefits of that control. Do you agree with her? 
You know what? Sorry, read no. the question. What? It makes a little sense to try to control what happens to your remains when you are no longer around to reap the joys or benefits of that control. Do you agree with that? Nah, it's... I mean, there are people that are very controlling people when they're alive, but when they die, I mean... There's zero control. Yeah, there's zero control and there's zero need to be controlling. So they can try and control it because in their lifetimes, that's how they were. But once you're dead, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, the majority well, of people can't even control how they leave. You know what I mean? Like, I remember there was a camera. She wasn't that famous an actress, but it was a famous actress that uh, was going to die or she just wanted to kill herself or whatever. But she ended up taking, like, sleeping pills. But she got sick and, st- like, ran to the bathroom to throw up. And she ended up, like, slipping and hitting her head on the toilet or something. So instead of ODing on sleeping pills, she ended oh, up giving God. herself a head injury. Yeah. Well, so imagine, you know. That's how you die. That's how it's in your obituary. That's how people know you. Like, hey, remember so and so? You tried to control it. You still couldn't. <laughs> yeah. So, well, the control freaks uh, aside, I think just in general, it's like that's the purpose of a last will and testament. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. What's going to happen when you, you know, die? And that's accessible by anybody. Yeah. But that's more for, I think, for your family's benefit than your dead body's benefit. Well, yeah. so that goes in with your body, right? Because it's almost like, well, who cares what happened to your body? But what if your your family wants to hold an open casket? Your family wants to do this. What I mean, like, th- this, yeah. you know, and that's, uh, again, you know, just bring it down to street level. Control freaks aside, it's like, uh, when I die, please spread my ashes somewhere, somewhere or get me in one of those biodegradable cups. I want to be a tree. Yeah. Um, you know, again, that's just, that's trying to control what happens to you after you're dead. Because like, somebody tell or you tell somebody, I want my ashes scattered over the over the, the over the Grand Canyon or over um the the Emerald Isles, you know, in Ireland. And somebody's there you gonna, go. Yeah. So you end up dying, and then somebody's gonna be like, "Who the fuck's gonna fly you to Ireland to dump your ass? Mm-hmm. You're going right in the dumpster, buddy." And how many you don't like it. how many urns did we get out of the storage auctions? <laughs> oh yeah, you guys are always telling about that. How many how many people of the urns we found? told their, their when i die please stick me in a storage locker right until you and feel like it. and don't pay it goes to auction yeah, and it goes bought to, by some rando and i want to be in somebody's <laughs> random you know and hopefully it's like there's one at shaw that was there for it, it's probably still there <laughs> because we couldn't get a hold of the the people who rented the you know i, I think they got de- i think they got <laughs> deported um because they had you know the Mexican ID is their ID. Oh, wow. And we couldn't get a hold of them at all. And it's like, California. It's like this, Baja, you, know, California. you know, Nana's sitting in our office in a box and it's like, what do we do with it? Yeah. And it, it was... You have to respect the dead and you can't shove it, but like... You can't like throw... You don't want to throw it in a dumpster. But like, okay, so <laughs> what, is there a Ralph's nearby? <laughs> so, wait, so what is more disrespectful, I guess, like you having zero connection with this person just because they died, you know, dumping it in the trash can to get it out of your sight, out of your mind, or the family, et cetera, that just completely forgot. Cause yeah, who ca- yeah. They're out there knowing either that they were cremated or like, oh, they died. Well, what happened to their body? Well, we like... Wait, wasn't that in our store? Or they just yeah. assumed that their storage like, got hey, sold and any, it's lost, you know? Has anybody seen Nana? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was Uncle cremated. <laughs> it was cremated at the Neptune Society, so they were like calling them, seeing if they could like send it back. It's like, what are they going to do with it? They're probably just going to throw it in the dumpster, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that kind of ties into that, like, you know. Or use that as fertilizer. It's high in nitrogen. It's got to be. Okay, so right now, you know, you don't know you're dying. You don't know when you're going to die. So you're like, hey, with my body, I want to donate a sign. I want to do all this stuff. But, again, it's almost like you have to trust. It's the trust thing. You have to trust in that once you're gone, that 
the life's still moving on, that they'll be taking care of you or one that the, did they listen to you when you were alive? They probably won't listen to you when you're dead. You know well, I mean? I mean, a lot of this family what? I'm estranged with when I die, I want them to do this and do this elaborate shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Good luck to that. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, people who choose how to deal with their remains once they're dead has to do with their belief systems. Yeah. And, but I think wills and things like that are there to help the family because your dad had made a will and that helped out a lot oh, immensely it, yeah and um e- even though he didn't really have anything he still made a will and made his streamlined the process yeah my cousin who died suddenly about you know six or seven years ago he oh, man. he had like gone to work that morning he was leaving to go on his lunch and he dropped dead and obviously he, he was just a couple years older than me he no one saw this coming. No he went to work it. that day. Yeah. So <laughs> that was just like one of those lightning bolt moments yeah. of yeah. just, yeah. Yeah. So obviously he didn't have a will and testament in place because he wasn't expecting it and he was still and, fairly young. Yeah. And we were still in our 20s. That's, that's something well, you make. I was when pregnant with Lily when it happened. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, about seven years ago. That's something you but worry still, about when you're closer to death when you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. My dad had his will made when he, uh, after his brush with leukemia yeah. at the age of 70. Yeah. yeah. When you start thinking, wow, you know, the end might be near, but when you're in your 20s going to work, 20s early 30s yeah you're like meh if you know you're gonna die today i'm not gonna go to work <laughs> that's just not in my right but my Jesus. my cousin obviously he didn't have a will in place and yeah. it caused a lot of bickering and arguing yeah. amongst his mother and his wife slash girlfriend i don't know if they were actually married oh, or not. okay yeah because well first they had him From in an birth? open casket yeah. type wake and yeah. then after that they took him to get cremated okay and so it's like, who gets the ashes? No, the son should get the ashes. No, the the wife should get the ashes. No, the mom wants the ashes. So they're like thinking, oh, maybe we should split them up between the three. It's like, no, that's disrespectful. He should all go to one. It's like this huge argument over who got the remains. That's a good one. I've never, I forget about that, how, you know, oh, we have to keep them in one. Got to keep it together. Yeah. When it's kind of like, for me, I would because the I'm not religious. The box ashes. <laughs> I, I would think like that. Hey, and, give a know, little soul. Give a little soul. And to... to you know, kind of prove that it's all, you know, in your head. Yeah. A lot of times the people in that box of ashes that, you know, has your grandma or whatever's name on it yeah. is a mishmash of different people. Who, who says I, that? Yes. Yes. Because you, that, they yeah. don't, you know, they scrape they, you out of the, the yeah. oven. Yeah. And some of you stays behind. Some yeah. of the previous person they put in that oven is in there. It's it's not just your grandma. That, and it's not all so of your that, grandma. So I saw yeah. it like on a show she, or movie. She's but. absolutely right. Because they had to disclaimer that oh, okay. when we got my dad's ashes back, so mm-hmm. that was included in there. That but, they had to tell us that. That this is actually a composite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a complete or only then. Because how would, you know. How would it, you know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that so the my dad's urn sitting up there. Yeah. That's not just my dad. That's my dad plus several other people. <laughs> and whoever, and whoever, whoever he met along the way, you know? Right, yeah. Right at the end, yeah. His, you know, his last party. friends. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know he's got a couple people to talk to, huh? Support, yeah, yeah. But just, <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. But so, so that's kind of, uh, for me, not being religious, that would kind of be just kind of like, spread the wealth man like give each but a, a tablespoon of me i don't mm-hmm. know man i remember when my grandpa on my dad's side died um my dad had uh was gonna get him cremated because it was cheaper yeah, yeah 
And um, my grandparents on my mom's side, who are, you know, Bible thumping religious, mm-hmm. were like, oh, no, no, that's not the way to, you know, do it. And like, they're, they're calling their pastor and it's like, doesn't, you know, this, doesn't the Bible say this is bad or, you know, should, should they try and have him buried? And it's like, then preacher's like, dude, it doesn't matter. <laughs> They're gone. They're not <laughs> Show even me that passage in the Bible. It's Come like, on. Yeah. Google like, you know, so I think that's where a lot of the American squeamishness comes from is that Judeo Christian yeah. tradition that's in our country. Oh, yeah. That's like you can't do anything to a bet to a dead body. It's like, oh no, that's just tab- you, you just don't. What about like, you know, the Wild West days when, you know, the John Doe's they just leave them in the coffin to Up see Up there in Boot Hill, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just hanging out there in the little the Sunday's oh, best. Oh yeah, 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 the Wild West towns. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, you know, John, somebody died in a gambling accident yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Top of a whore, yeah. That's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you uh, you uh that came up in a movie, uh, Seven Card Stud. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't know the guy's yeah. name, some drifter that came into town. He was playing cards, got into a fight and got shot. So they just propped and, him up. Uh, they propped him up and you know, yeah. And eventually they had to bury him. <laughs> eventually, yeah. Uh it's like, you know, you just ran an ad and you know whatever you know area, see if somebody yeah. would come and claim him. If not, you know, you're John Doe on Boot Hill, third grade from the left. There are accounts of people who have died and they, the family will not go claim them because they know that if they don't claim them, the state will have to bury them. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And burials aren't cheap. No. Um, that said, donating your body to science is free. Yes. That's why, I think that's why your dad did it because yeah. he didn't want us to have to try and find a way to pay for his burial. So yeah, he said, that, well, my body to science. That's my dad's practicality kicking in. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm dead. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and learn how to uh, Well, surgery. it was also his way of like trying to give back. Medical science gave him an, at a least new heart. A 30 years <laughs> oh, okay. that he otherwise would not have had. So technically because, it wasn't even his heart. <laughs> so he's like, you guys got my heart. Well, it was his heart. Yeah. But medical science, he had had uh, val- two valves replaced oh, okay. or yeah. the same valve twice. Uh, he was a member of the Zipper Club. Yeah, and my dad is good. well. When he was when he was two, he caught what's called a rheumatic fever, and it damaged his heart. He was two years old. Damn. So he grew as he was growing up. You know, back when he was weak, weak, weak heart. Yeah. Just a really weak heart. His yeah. doctor told him, you know, he couldn't do sports. He couldn't do a lot of things. Nothing exer- exerts. Yeah, yeah. Watch, you know, watch your exertions, or you'll kill yourself, or you know, hurt yourself. Yeah. Uh, they told him it's like you you probably won't grow C fifty. <laughs> they told me he probably wouldn't make it to 50 so when he hits 50 he was like that was when i was you know and that right at 50 was when he had his first valve replacement oh wow right yeah <laughs> right we, yeah we sent him down to get a valve jab i would have gone back to that doctor like you freaky <laughs> son of a bitch like showed you yeah all <laughs> well, you know small one horse town that was Terre Haute, indiana oh, oh yeah so you probably knew exactly who it was you know. I mean, Terre Haute today has a population of about 130, 140. So my dad was born in 41. So it was a small town. He, he knew everybody. Bank. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'd met. <laughs> we, we met yeah. Small one-horse town on the banks of the Wabash River there. Every week, but, um, he meets everybody a couple times at least a day. So wanting to donate himself to science was a way of avoiding the family having this huge funeral cost. Yeah. He Have didn't care. Out it's what like, to do. you know, yeah. you guys figure out what you want to do with me after that because I'm dead. It won't matter to me. I'm dead. Yeah. But also, you know, if they can find any part of me that's usable and use that to extend somebody else's life, 
it's a way of him trying to help other people that had helped him so much. Yeah, Medical science way. gave him, he looked at it as like, he's had, he had an extra 30 years that he, his doctor yeah. told him he never would have had. Damn. Yeah, that's, that's the way to go. My, yeah, he was an extremely grateful person. That's pretty cool, though. That that was kind of, I don't know if the only reason, but that was part of the reasoning for him to, hey, donate the body back yeah. to science. Yeah, I don't know. Who. It's like, well, I don't know what all they're going to find that was usable on him. He was pretty well used up by the end. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we found a whole new form of crazy in this man's brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do we even call this, you know? Yeah, that's funny. I mean, my dad's, you know, by the end, you know, he's like the car that you see just running down the road, like belching smoke, uh, <laughs> dent in every fender, got cardboard in the windows, you know. Only catches speed going downhill. Yeah. Only catch, yeah, yeah. You know, it can get up to 30 if it's going, if it's going downhill, downhill with a tailwind yeah. and it's got smoke coming down. out of the tailpipe, you know, it's, it's this weird noise under the hood. If my dad was a car, yeah. he was that car. <laughs> the car that, like, it, it limps into the shop and you're like, how the hell did it even get here? It is like... This thing moves under its own power? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this thing has actual power to it. Oh, well, I don't know, guys. That uh, was pretty... I guess the frame was still straight, and you'd only broken a few bones. <laughs> or it just kind of slides, you know, kind of like goes travels like in a weird direction. You know, that is one thing I want to know. It's like, I wonder what they did with the plate that was in his arm. Metal it down, turned into uh, Precious metals, huh? It's like, is, is my dad's right arm a paperclip somewhere? <laughs> Those are out of titanium, right? That's precious metal. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think well, so. Well, I mean, this was in the 90s, so I don't know oh, if they okay. were using titanium. Yeah, it was maybe a cast iron or something. They just Because I, I remember, you know, uh, he had this big scar on his right arm. He had fallen off. One of my parents had had a fight, and he was going to bike. This is my dad's craziness. He was going to bicycle yeah. back home. With from the, California to from, Indiana. From the cent- yeah, from Fresno, California to Tarotow in Indiana. That's two thousand miles. I'm sure it's been done something like that before. Yeah, this is the early nineties too. And he's oh, like, yeah. and at this point he's like past fifty. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you have you had zero reason to believe that that was a good idea. But I think, you know, that was like towards the end of my parents' relationship and it was really starting to fall apart. Well, he got I think he had gotten just to the other side of Fresno and he fell off his bike and broke his arm. Oh, so okay. he had a plate. They had to put a plate into his I arm. He, I thought he broke his arm before the bike, right? That's no. where I was confused. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, he had gone up. Yeah, he had decided he was going to bicycle home, got so far, broke his arm. That was that. Well, I guess, you know, fate would have looked out from there because what if it broke his arm, you know, somewhere halfway down the line? Like, somewhere between Fresno and Visalia on the side of Golden State Ave, you know, in the yeah. middle of nowhere. At two in the morning or something. Yeah, some lonely stretch of highway, back road, some disused farm road. Um, but you know, uh, I remember the hilarity of this is also right as metal detectors were popping up everywhere. <laughs> so every time we left, you know, yeah. Blockbuster or Hollywood, my dad was like, got its arm up in the air. <laughs> you know, yeah. unless the clerk knew us pretty well, my yeah. dad would have to explain, like, I got an arm. You know, I got a piece of metal in my. You know, like oh, standing like waving his arm through the metal detector, <laughs> setting it off. It's like, yeah. yeah, see, there's, I'm, I'm not walking out with a bunch of stuff in my pocket. Well, there's that Simpsons where if kids find Abe's old metal detector and they're like going up his body. <laughs> It's like, oh, that's pinning my ankle. That's my, you know, Pin metal knee. Hammer. That's my metal hip. And gets to his head. That one's oh, news man. to me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I think my dad have did have pins in his knees after he fell off the ladder. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I so remember he had that. The pins and in the arm. Yeah. See, I always joke about so, so he. So there's a there may be a few paper clips there somewhere <laughs> that are infused with my dad's uh, that, DNA. That, I mean, you know you. 
Crematoriums. What do you do with the metals? That's a good. I mean, a lot of body parts are replaced by metal pins. So crematoriums probably have like metal recycler bins. You know, (laughs) have metal recyclers come pick it up and go do something with it. They're building their own T eight hundreds out of uh, donated (laughs) parts. I'm gonna have to watch like those people that are going around collecting metal. I'm gonna see like you guys ever go by you know uh, mortuaries or or, uh, crematoriums. Like I want to know what your precious metal. It's like, also, I want to know, it's like, uh, you know, somebody died and they had a prosthetic limb. It's like, what do you do with that? You know, back scratcher? <laughs> yeah. Like, they probably well, clean it up and repurpose it for somebody new. Hey, and next time you go to... Um, can you uh, buy used prosthetics? What, next time you go to a secondhand store, look Ooh. around for prosthetics. Go to the Heinz Hospice store and see <laughs> what they got. <laughs> yeah, when you see one that has like a 80% off, I don't know, ask where did you guys get this leg from, you know? Why is everyone wearing a shoe from like the 1920s? Sorry, I just got some, a picture of, you know, the cheesy used car salesman with the bad suit and the slick back hair. And there's just racks of arms and legs. And he's like, you're looking for a... The armatorium. For a the armatorium. We got right arms, left arms, brown arms, yellow arms. Yeah. <laughs> need a new ride there, belly. Or you go to the, the um, um, secondhand store and you see like a prosthetic leg that has a PF flyer on it. And like, hold there's on a, a minute there. A, a PF like, flyer? Yeah, the shoes, PF flyers? Yeah. Yeah, see, it's a, or I'm trying to think of old shoe then. Sorry, man, I, you you're talking fashion, and that's a whole nother language to me. <laughs> well, they don't even make those anymore, I think. From uh, the Sandlot, the PF Flyer, I think was the word. Oh, like the Converse. Yeah, yeah. Are those yeah. the shoes that you know it's like yeah. guaranteed to make a kid yeah. run, uh, yeah, 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 run yeah, faster yeah. and jump higher. Yeah, yeah okay. you put them on right okay. before, right before he he showed down with the dog. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it, it had been a while. Yeah. It's been oh, a yeah, since no, Sandlot. It's, but it's one of those, yeah, yeah, growing up movies. Yeah. PF Flyers. PF. Flyers. It's like you okay. you talking about prosthetic lens and stuff like that. I thought about the movie Wrongfully Accused. That guy had a prosthetic leg and he had one made with a gun in it. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> and the silencer. A hush puppy. puppy. <laughs> ah! <laughs> this is a comedy movie. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a parody had, of yeah. of um, um oh, fugitive. Wrong. Yeah, the fugitive. Yeah. Oh, Tommy okay. Lee Jones and Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's that's got Leslie Nielsen the... in it, so that oh, says yeah, yeah. it says it right there. So it's awesome. It, you it can is watch those so two back funny. to back. You've, in fact, it's better if you watch yeah. those two back to back because you see all the references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are so many funny jokes. That that is a really funny movie. But yeah, both are great on their own. But when you pair them together. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like Loaded Weapon, you know, like, yeah. I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much if I wasn't a fan of Lethal Weapon, you know, or any of those cop, buddy cop films. Or the, Perfect comparison. the, um, yeah. Naked I think Gun movies. that's also movies. Leslie Nelson, isn't it? No, no, no. He was in the Naked Gun movies. Emilio Estevez. Emilio and, um, Estevez and Samuel, Samuel Jackson. Jackson. That's right. <laughs> Who's in it? So Samuel funny. Jackson. All right. That's enough. I'm, I'm it also kid. has Tim Curry in it. That's oh, right. Yeah. Look at the schools. Yeah. schools. We got Lily to say that yesterday. <laughs> oh, really? oh, nice. We were going to pick up my brother, and we're knocking on the door, and we're like, Wilderness Girls. She's Wilderness Girls. Mesta <laughs> says we're not meeting a Kuruta. <laughs> yeah, I remember that the outfit, which is kind of like, what kind of uh, like uh, disguise is this? It's just so It's bad. like he's got the beard still, but yeah, he's, he's got, got the, the pigtails. Massive <laughs> man face with the little pigtails. Oh, that's there was Tim no, Curry's a great actor. That was a man that's like didn't care what the role was. There was no way you were going to embarrass him. Oh, I mean, I mean, after Frankenfurter, of course not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you watch Frankenfurter, like, goddamn. Well, I guess what? once you've done that Frankenfurter a few thousand times, a couple hundred times, yeah, mm-hmm. like, yeah I'll take eh, any role. Yeah, yeah. I can do any role. You need me to be a. Yeah. a That's a too embarrassing. There's no way I could ever do it. Said no, nope. Tim Curry ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, interview with him. He's like the first time when back when it was the stage play. 
Oh, and yeah. his sister came to see it. And she met him backstage after the performance, just laughing hysterically. She's like, does mom know? He's like, no, don't tell her. <laughs> oh, wow, that's funny. She invited his sister, but not his mom. Yeah. Well, you know, British Christian fa- upbringing. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said he based uh, the character of Frankenfurter, like his mannerisms, on a mixture of his mom and the queen. So, oh, yeah. wow. He's like, you know, very, you know, well, that Pants was the final. And, that was yeah. the, the way final he version. talks and stuff. Yeah, he had tried. It. He had played with the Frankfurter character. He'd, well, you know, and during the stage play, yeah, to, yeah, to perfected it for the movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know, guys. That's that's all I got for stiff. Well, um, one one thing I want to say, whether or not anyone's actually listening or not, but um, it might be useful. So yeah, it might pretend, be. I always so. pretend somebody is. Okay. Hey, Beth, Mark, <laughs> you guys listening? <laughs> uh, whether. You have much or not, what, no matter, you know, how old you are, getting a will helps so much. And, you know, that, that was proven to us when Mark's dad died. And it's like, I went to my my dad and it's like, you need to get a will made. And I'm going to bug him like about that again, considering he just got out of the hospital. We, it was touch and go for a little oh, while. Yeah, it was yeah. very touch and go for a while. It was, it was a nail biter, man. Yeah. yeah. And, um. Terrible way to end the year. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was right before Christmas too, so um, even worse. Yeah, so getting a will helps. They're you know about five hundred dollars, but it's worth every penny. Because actually, I've heard those. You know, depending on how young you, are, how old or young you are, there's actually cheaper ones. I've heard good things about LegalZoom. Uh, Dave Ramsey puts there's up. there's ones you could LegalZoom. do yourself and then have them notarized, but having one done by an attorney is much better because there's things they can tell you that you won't be able to figure out on your own. Like, good for point. example, my grandparents have a clause in their will that says if there's anybody who contests anything in this will, they automatically can get nothing. Oh, wow. So And, and it stops, you know, bickering relatives. Yeah. They no, I should because, get that. No, yeah. I should get that. Well, they got. I've they always, did there, that there because is a, there's uh, um, an in-law that we've all got our eye on, waiting for <laughs> her to. to we, we think that she's, you know, she was waiting for them to kill over so she can, because she's in. married to their oldest son, so she oh. th- thinks she's getting everything. We've Not all he's her. getting everything. Yeah, she yeah. thinks she's getting everything. Yeah. So yeah, we, we call her the succubus. Yeah. She hasn't came by with her little post-its and like mine, 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 mine. They asked us to do that a while ago, and I was like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I mean. That feels that morbid. That feels horrible because I was like, I don't want to go around my grandparents' yeah, house no. and treat it like a catalog. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, well, then the worst part, do you just... It's like the only thing I felt even comfortable. It's like um, photo albums? Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, would be totally okay with getting all their photos because we love going through their photos. Oh, like, yeah. I'll take your TVs like, well, I still need it now. No, I'm going to take it now. You know, They do have a massive TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We do too. We don't yeah. have a place to put it. Well, even back... <laughs> even before we had that, it's like... Um, I guess Aaron could have it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, see, that's one thing I never thought, I still don't think about. But yeah, the will, it's one of those things that it doesn't seem important to you now. It's one yeah, of those things. You know, as you get older, it seems more it relevant. But yeah. like, like well, in the case of my cousin. What do you do with all your Legos, man? Yeah, who oh, gets man. all your Legos? Give them to Ellie, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm letting them just rot, rot in the... In the <laughs> you house. want all your Legos buried with you. Those things will be... <laughs> I want, Those I things my, will still be in the in there when you're just dust. They're melt, Legos, man. Melt them down and encase me in the plastic. 
<laughs> no, I, my spirit will will embody the Legos. So whoever steals the Legos will always have my little haunting them. That's all <laughs> oh, you're just gonna go Lego, Christine? Yeah, I'm gonna have like that little. They'll like be in pieces one night, and you know they go to bed. They wake up the next morning. It's all built. You, you, hear, you hear the little, <laughs> little Lego statue of you running around their house. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good little horror movie. It'd be hard as hell to anime, but yeah, that'd be funny. That'd be a, you can't sneak up on anybody. Either. Yeah. <laughs> click, 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 click. But the ultimate death movie just like fl- lie flat on the carpet and somebody steps on them and just infects <laughs> them to death. Oh, oh man. Lego horror movie. Uh, 2025. I'm just giving me a lot of room. <laughs> Patent pending. Patent pending. Yeah. Patent yeah. pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. Oh, so, okay. That's, that's my little preachy moment. And so, so write your wills. The sooner you write your will, this, th- I've heard that even growing up. Yeah. Like, that's going to be, uh, what, uh, Got to put that on my list of things yeah. I got to get done this year. Yeah, we don't have one, but like I said, Yet. you know, after the, you know, losing his dad and the brush with death my dad had, so like we need to get that done. I'm Jen's pointing. actually got three. And you know what? You know, so, so, oh, it's so expensive. Please, if you've got money for a new self, you know, yeah, the thousand dollar iPhone, iPhone. <laughs> smartwatch you're so proud of, really mm-hmm. priorities, people. Mm-hmm. I have, a, you know, I'll get on my soapbox for a second. Yeah. People always have money for what's important to them. Exactly. I have known so many. I have known so many and heard so many stories about people. It's like complaining how they're living paycheck to paycheck. It's so hard to get ahead. Nobody, can, I don't have money for anything. And they have a, and they've got ladies, AMG in the parking lot. They've got the eight hundred dollar, uh, uh, uh was it Samsung S Plus or the new iPhone yeah. or whatever, yeah. or the, the ridiculously s- expensive manicure. Expensive yeah. manicures, some car that they can't afford, some $800 cell phone. And go into the store with food stamps. And or, yeah, that's the welfare queen. Yeah. But it's like people always have, you know, they're going to Taylor Swift concerts or whatever. It's like yeah. so hard to get, you know, it's like, oh my God, my student loans are killing me. I'm just, but I'm just going to go to this concert and forget about my problems for a while. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. How much did those concert that. tickets cost you? $500? No, 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 no. You're putting them towards your loans. Yeah, mm-hmm. people that, always have money for what's important to them. Yeah, well, it's the whole um, what do you call priorities. It? Well, it's the um, immediate uh, satisfaction, yeah, instant gratification, instant gratification. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, I was just gonna get out there and it's like, oh, but it's so expensive. Please, it's not as expensive mm-hmm. overall of like what it what it does. Your life, you know I mean? your random lifestyle or items that you're so proud of. You, you know, how many people out there are you know complaining about paycheck to paycheck? Yeah, yeah. but they've got their Air Jordans. They've got their, those, what is it, The it was famous a while ago, the red sneakers, were those Jordans, or the ones with the red bottoms? Oh, uh, um, I remember the, um, talking about the ones with the red bottoms. I only, people I only paying know Crocs, hundreds, so hundreds of dollars. Yeah, you only know Crocs. I, I only know Crocs, <laughs> I don't know. I know the best fashion sense. <laughs> well, see, I know Crocs can be gotten for cheap, but it's like people were paying right. hundreds and hundreds of your dollars. Your MK this, purses. Your MK yeah, purse. see, that's what I was going to say. The, the, the coach hand, designer yeah. handbags. And all yeah. mm-hmm. So where there's a will, there's a way. Ah, there you yes. go. Yeah, I don't know. It's just ah, a matter of priorities. It was right there. That it's should be the name of priorities. the priorities. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right there, that's going to be the name of the episode. Oh, it's a will, there's a way. Yeah, will, there's a way. Well, yep. on that note... <laughs> this has been uh, Tony Shawa, your uh, jive as uh, literary lunatic. With, uh, I didn't have time to come up with the name, so I'll just stick with the, the default. Beth Supreme Deity. Uh, Randa Dance and Morbid Mark. That's good. Morbid Mark. That, that <laughs> Morbid Mark. The macarena in there. Oh man, <laughs> macaroni. Macaroni. Mm. Morbid macaroni. One. The morbid macaroni. Well, that just that 
just mean to macaroni for no reason. Could be macaroni in the shape of bones. Okay, that's a little nicer. Okay, Bony we'll macaroni. Yeah, my heart salami. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Talk Signing to you later. Signing up. Toodles. Ah.